good to be back. It's been so long. It's been over a month since I've since I've recorded this show. Um, welcome to episode 85 of the 90 Plus Extra Time podcast. If you forgot who I am, forgot my voice, this is Rob. Thank you for listening. A lot has happened. A lot has happened since the last time I recorded a podcast. You know, in the world of football, as well as, you know, in my own personal life. So... Um, I'm just going to put everything out there. I, I have I have a script here in front of me, but you have to keep in mind that I've been kind of compiling notes for the last six weeks or so, so I'm going to be jumping around a lot. I know you guys don't deserve that, but uh, it was just going to be back, and I'm just going to just, just go with it. So um, I told you guys that I was going to be able, that I was going to record a show. That was the plan. I was going to, I was planning on doing at least two or three shows, two shows while I was in Germany. That did not happen. Didn't get the opportunity to do that um, for a multitude of reasons. Um, the first one was jet lag was kind of really killing me. And, you know, typically going from uh, from west to east, it's not that bad. But there were some times when we just weren't able to just to stay awake. It was just it was kind of hard. And then once we kind of got into our rhythm, we were still sleeping kind of kind of weird. Um so yeah, there was that. Then um, my MacBook decided to just—I don't know—just start acting up on me. Um, for anybody that has a MacBook, th- there's like the on the pros, I guess they put like the display cord or whatever, whatever underneath the hinge where the it, the screen pivots when you open it, and it, eventually it starts to like cut into it or something. I don't know. Um, so I got these like dark spots on the bottom of my computer. They were fine at first. I was dealing with them. And then out of nowhere, the screen brightness just wasn't working. And then the next thing I know, I went to open it. It was just completely black. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, through some trial and error, figured out that uh, if I could open it like to maybe like 45 degrees, anything past that, the uh, the screen would completely cut off. And I wasn't able to record um, doing that. I was going to try to record off of my phone. That wasn't going to work. It, just like the sound quality, even though I have, an, I have an iPhone, the sound quality was just going to be kind of weird. And um, I just didn't want to put that out. Um, yeah. Plus, I'm not going to lie too. I was having a hard time finding time to just be by myself to be able to record. Um, and I didn't want to put out, you know, just something random just to put it out. Um it, I had a great time in Germany, though. It was a, it was a good time. Um, I can say that my streak has continued. I have been in Germany for every Euros since 2000. Um, Euro 2000 was the very first one that I that I saw over there um, when I first was stationed there. You know, as a young soldier, um, and then now to this version that was supposed to be 2020. Um, you know, but because of COVID, they got pushed to 2021. Fortunately, I was able to be there. I was able to, you know, see some of my friends there, watch some games with them, um, go and, you know, sit at a cafe, had TVs, you know, the big screens up, watching the games. And, you know, it's a completely different atmosphere when you're watching the games um, over there, even if you're not in the stadium. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a great time, um, you know, being able to, you know, see family that was over there or that is in Germany and just spend some time there, just eating the food. That, I, that I've been missing since I, you know, moved here to Texas. It was, it was actually, it was a really good time. 
um, coming back, it was it was difficult. <laughs> None of us wanted to come back, um, and I came back and I had to go to work the next day, which was crazy. After all the flying, I got home at like 11 p.m. and I had to get up at five <laughs> the next morning to go to work. It was terrible. I don't know why I did that. I will never do that again. We're planning on going back to Germany for Christmas, um, and I will definitely have a day off after we return, for sure. Because I'm not I'm not doing that to my body. Um, it was it was just terrible. But anyway, um, I hope you guys have been good. I haven't heard from or talked to any of you guys in a while. My you know Twitter and email have been kind of dry, which is fine. Um, you know it's summertime. Everybody's doing you know their own thing. But the show is back. And, uh, you know, my laptop's completely fixed. I'm back in my home studio, which is, you know, just my spare bedroom. But, uh, you know, it's good to be back. Um, Keep in mind, this entire six-week period, I've been watching a ridiculous amount of football. Um, This past weekend, and I'll get to it later, but this past weekend we had the, the Copa America final, the Euros final, and then the CONCACAF Gold Cup started. So from Friday, which was the the copa america third place game all the way to monday so today's wednesday um i've been watching games even if i you know i kept 20 minutes you know some of them on sunday me me and my wife watched probably like four games uh which is kind of crazy but uh and then actually next week i'm actually going to a game here in san antonio which will be pretty nice but been watching a, a whole bunch of games um Listen, these notes that I got, these things go back to June 3rd, which is crazy. So I'm definitely just going to pick and choose, jump around, um, you know, just talk about random stuff. Um, So I'm just going to get into it. Um, First thing, the CONCACAF Nations League. Everybody forgot about this already because the Gold Cup is going on. But the United States won that 3-2 over Mexico in the final, um, you know, to win the inaugural CONCACAF Nations League title, which really doesn't mean anything. Also, the team that the United States picked for the Nations League, they had some big names on it. You know, you had Tyler Adams, you had Christian Pulisic. Uh, you know, there, there were just some, some, some big names. Most of the, the European-based players that got selected, Julian Green, they were all there. But for the Gold Cup, for whatever reason, they're not there. Now, yes, Jesse Zardes is on there, um, and, you know, the U.S. is undefeated. They played tonight, actually. U.S. won their first game against Haiti um, in, the, in the Gold Cup. But uh, is this team going to be good enough to, you know, hopefully make it to the, at least the semis? <clears throat> Excuse me. Hopefully, you know, make it to the final, maybe play Mexico, maybe. Uh, are they good enough to do that? I, I still don't know why some of the European-based players, weren't more of them weren't picked. You know, I get it. Christian Pulisic, Julian Green. I I don't know. I, I really don't know, Josh Sargent. Why were some of these players not picked? You know, DeAndre Yedlin. He was there for the Nations League, but he didn't get picked for the Gold Cup, which doesn't really make sense to me at all. I think, I think CONCACAF kind of messed up anyway. Maybe for viewers, they didn't want to compete against the Copa America or the Euros which is why the tournament started after the Euros ended. But, I mean, you're playing in a different time slot than the Euros, playing your matches. So why not Why not do that? That way, you know, there's no 
there's no issue of rest for the, the European-based American players when they're, you know, going back to begin their, you know, uh, summer training or whatever. These summer friendlies that they're going to be playing. I, I just, I don't understand why they did that. I don't know. I don't know. It, it might have something to do with the MLS calendar, too. Um, you know, how it doesn't it correspond to European calendar, but I don't know. Now, it, the the CONCACAF Gold Cup is going to go, <clears throat> excuse me, until August. I don't know. MLS is still playing matches as far as, as, far as I know. I, I don't know. I think they, they could have probably just made a uh, yeah, a, a better decision. Um, wow. So looking at these notes, you know, <laughs> there was still CONCACAF World Cup qualifying going on. There was AFC World Cup qualifying going on. I'm not going to go over any of these scores because, you know, this is well over a month old. Um, yeah, we had Bowl, AFC, CONCACAF. All right. I am just going to hop in, though, <clears throat> excuse me, to the uh, the Euros. So I- I've been looking forward to the Euros for the longest time. It's one of my favorite tournaments by far to watch. Um, 24 teams. UEFA has 55 teams in total. Uh, me personally, I believe that the, the UEFA is the, the best continent as far as the quality of, of national teams. Um as of right now, you know, keep in mind, uh, France won it in 2018, Germany won it in 2014, Spain won it in 2010, Italy won it in 2006. Sorry, that was my stomach growling. Um, so, the, so Europe has been winning the World Cup, you know, consistently. They've won the last four, um, and I. I there's, there's an argument for, and I'm just going off on a tangent here, but there's an argument for UEFA <laughs> extending the Euros to 32 teams. You know, right now they're sitting at 24, which a lot of people don't like because, you know, you have third place teams that are qualifying for the knockout stages. Um, and with the World Cup expanding to 40 plus, we don't even know what number they've settled on. I think it's 40. I think it is 40. Um why not expand the Euros? I mean, you got 55 teams. You know, the tournament's already a month long. Why not make it like the go the same format as the World Cup? You know, you'll have more teams playing. That means more games. That means more revenue. Why not? So maybe, you know, the next one is going to be in Germany in 2024, three years away. Um, that might not be a bad idea for uh, for UEFA to take a look at. I'm just saying. Um I'm hoping that I will I will be there in 2024 to uh, to experience that. Stuttgart is one of the host cities for um, the Euros in 2024. We'll see. Anyway, this Euros. I'm gonna recap this real quick. Go over these groups. In Group A, you had Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland. Group B, Denmark, Finland, Belgium, Russia. Group C, the Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia. Group D, England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. Group E, Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia, and then Group F, which everybody was calling the group of death, Hungary, Portugal, France, Germany. Um, Just going to fast forward straight to the final table and how it looked. So you had uh, Italy Italy won Group A, Belgium won Group B, the Netherlands won Group C, England won Group D, 
Sweden won Group E, and then France won Group F. But Group F was probably the most entertaining group of the group stages. Um, if you watched any part of this tournament, you know this this is all old news to you. Um, but one of the things that was one of the most shocking moments of the tournament, it actually it happened before I went to Germany, <clears throat> was Christian Eriksen um, collapsing during that match. Um, it was it was pretty scary. Like I watched it live. Um, I don't remember who they were playing. I'm trying to look it up now, but um, it was it was pretty it was pretty scary to to see live. It was against Finland actually. Um, to see him, one of his teammates was throwing the ball in, threw it directly at him. It like hit him in his stomach chest area, and then he just collapsed. And you know, there's a history of soccer players collapsing. You know, sometimes they're fine. Worst case, you know, some players have died on the on the field, which is terrible. They had to resuscitate him. They were shocking him, chest compressions. Um, but I guess he was conscious before before they left the field. But uh, but it was it was a scary moment. Um, there was definitely not a dry eye in the house here while we were watching that. Um, you know, I wish him all the best moving forward. I know he had to have some surgery to put like like a. I don't want to say a pacemaker, but some type of stimulator um, near his heart. What that means for his his future in in the game um, is really unimportant. You know, the fact that he's still here with us after suffering that and surviving that that's what what really matters. Uh, I just hope that him and his family are, are good and that he's you know safe, healthy, and and happy. Um, his teammates definitely did him proud keeping Denmark in the in the tournament as, as long as they did and um, yeah it was it was it was pretty scary to watch um, so moving on to the knockout stages um, that first match it was Wales and Denmark and Denmark won that game easily four to zero um, Italy two Austria one then you had the Netherlands who won their group got bounced out by the Czech Republic two to zero. Belgium defeated Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal. Is this the last time we see Cristiano Ronaldo in the Euros? He said that this is his last time, but keep in mind, because of COVID, the next Euros will happen in three years instead of four. Yes, he'll be 39 years old when that happens, but, I mean, look at Zlatan. All right, then you had uh, Spain beating Croatia 5-4. to four. France, World Cup champs, getting bounced out. By a very very lucky Switzerland, um, the game was three to three, and then Switzerland won five to four on penalties. Their their goalkeeper Summer for Switzerland, you know he did quite well. He plays in the Bundesliga. He plays for uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, he had a he had a really really good tournament. Um, Germany got bounced out by England two to zero. Ukraine defeated Sweden two to one, and then in the quarters, Spain beat Switzerland. It was 1-1, and then they beat them 3-1 on penalties. Italy defeated Belgium in another really, really good match. England easily dispatched the Ukraine 4-0, and then Denmark defeated the Czech Republic 2-1. Then the semis, me personally, I, I thought Spain was a better team than Italy, but Italy just knows how to play the game better, or at least they did for this tournament, obviously. Um, it was 1-1, but then Italy won 4-2 on penalties. And then England defeated Denmark 2-1. And obviously the final, if 
few days ago. Um, huh, England started out well. They started out quite well, actually. Um, scored a goal in the first two minutes, uh, but that wasn't enough. Uh, you know, I always thought Pickford's a good goalkeeper, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him, especially once Italy started kind of clicking. Um, and it just seemed like England took their foot off the gas. Like they just, they slowed down and they, they were opening things up for Italy. England started with a back five. I don't know why you would change it up like that. Then you have Sancho and Rashford on the bench. They brought him in like late just so they could, you know, be a part of the penalty uh, shootout. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a coach. I can't, you know, really question what the coaches are doing. They're seeing stuff. They're on the ground. They're seeing stuff that, you know, we're not seeing as viewers. But, uh, you know, England did play well. It just wasn't enough. And I said from the beginning, if this thing goes to penalties, just like they've done in the rest of the tournament, Italy is going to win it. And that's exactly what happened. I do feel bad for, for, uh, for Rashford. If that ball would have been two inches, maybe three inches to, further to the right, it would have bounced in off the post and gone in. And we might be talking about how annoyed we are with England constantly saying, we told you it, it was coming home or whatever. But instead, the trophy went to, to Rome, as the Italians were saying, it's coming Rome. Um, and they won 3-2 to two on penalties. Sancho, I, don't, I think his was blocked, which I don't even count as a miss. It was it was blocked by the goalkeeper. Rashford missed his, and then Saka, same thing. He had his blocked by the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, then those those three they suffered suffered this racial abuse, which is still going on, um, which is terrible. Luckily, these guys are young; they uh, they'll be able to bounce back. England, you know, they they got kind of lucky in some places during the tournament, but I think they're gonna they're gonna show up at the World Cup. Um, ready to compete to, to, to try to win it. I mean, that, that's that's my opinion. Now, I say that and I'm hoping that I'm not jinxing them and they don't, they don't even end up qualifying or something crazy like that. But uh, they, they have a, they have a good team. They just have areas where they can they can definitely improve. You know, um, Calvin Phillips, a couple seasons ago, he was playing in the championship for Leeds. You know, now he's playing. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be a regular call up for England now based on the performance that he had during this tournament. Um, I only mentioned him because, you know, after watching that Leeds documentary that I've mentioned so many times on this, on this podcast, um, he's one of the names that, uh, that, that you just remember. And he, and he had a really, really good tournament. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the Euros. There were some people that underperformed. I mean, I would say Cristiano Ronaldo did, but he still won top goal scorer. Mbappe, he did not have a good tournament. I don't want to make excuses for him, but, you know, to me, it seemed like he was injured or something. Like he wasn't as fast or was as reactive as he normally is. I don't know if he was nursing some type of ankle thing or maybe he had an Achilles thing. He just didn't look like himself. In Germany, oh, listen, being in Germany, why? So when they, when they played England, I think I was on the plane coming back, actually. So I didn't get that score. Yeah, that was the day I was flying back. So I didn't get that score until we landed. I was actually going to ask the pilot if he could check. <laughs> or have one of the flight attendants ask the pilot if they could check the score. I just left it alone. Um, turned on my phone as soon as we landed in Dallas. And yeah, we were disappointed. But, um, you know, it's going to be a new era for Germany. Uh, Yogi Löw, he's, he's done. He's not coaching anymore. Uh, Hansi Flick. 
um, is taken over for the Demannschaft. And uh, we'll see how Germany is moving forward. I mean, they got a lot of young players, but they do got some some old legs in there. Um, but I think, you know, there's just some players that uh, like Neuhaus that that need to uh, to step up, need to probably get called up more often. Hummels, Müller, we'll see. Müller actually did not have a, ba- a bad tournament, but Germany itself did have a bad tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. The World Cup's in less than 500 days, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. Um, next November, November of 2022 is when it starts. That's so disappointing. And I'm interested to see. I've been talking about this for like two years now. Um, I'm interested to see how the the European clubs are or leagues, excuse me, are going to adjust their schedules um, to be able to deal with the World Cup. I really am interested to see how they're going to do that. Are they going to take like a six week break? Uh, I don't know. I'm still I'm still so upset about this whole winter World Cup thing. It's, it's to me, it's kind of trash, but I guess it is what it is. I, I would much rather do like a spring or a fall World Cup than a winter one, even though technically it's not winter if it starts in November. But you get what I'm saying. So um, let's see what else. So we also had the Copa America going on at the same time. Uh, I didn't really get to watch too many of the Copa games while I was in Germany, obviously because of the time difference. So I was just checking scores. Um, And then once I got back, I was able to watch, you know, more and more games. But by then they were they were at the the group stage. I think by the time I got back, um, we got lucky as fans to be able to see a Brazil Argentina final. Now, it sucked watching it because it was not in front of fans, um, but it was in the Americana, which was where the final was last time for Brazil when they won it back in 2019. Um, I think a lot of people wanted Messi to finally, finally win a trophy for Argentina. Um, I know, you know, I'm not really a Messi fan. I'm like... Even though he he is an amazing player, don't don't get me wrong. Um, I don't really fo- follow Barcelona like that. Um, I probably will once I end up retiring there, but he obviously won't be there. But um, it was just great to to finally see him after you know losing like four finals, World Cup, and then three Copa Americas. It might have been four Copa Americas um, to see him finally get to hold the trophy with his teammates. Gonzalez, you know, you left Stuttgart to go to freaking Fiorentina. And then he goes and wins the Copa America. That's just random. He hasn't played a game for Fiorentina, though. But anyway, whatever. Um, to see, you know, Sergio Aguero there, Otamendi, uh, sharing that moment with Messi. It was it was just, it was, it was great to be able to witness that. And you could just see how happy all of them were. You know, it was, it was pretty, pretty nice to, uh, to be able to, to witness that, you know, it would have been better if there were fans, even though they were playing in Brazil, um, it would have been a, a lot better to be able to, to have that fan filled atmosphere, um, in the Americana, but it wasn't meant to be. So now the problem is that we're going to be getting these debates now about, does this make Messi the goat now? Because everybody's saying, Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo had his continental title. Messi didn't have that. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now they're kind of even, even though Messi has another Ballon d'Or than Ronaldo. 
this is what I'll say. This is Messi is great. Ronaldo is great. They're both two different types of players. And I think we should just feel lucky that we are um, able to witness and experience these two players in our lifetimes. But I will also say this. Cristiano Ronaldo won the Euros. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that the Euro uh, Confederation is the best confederation. Conmebol has 10 teams. During the Copa, sometimes they have, you know, they invite two other teams or whatever. Even though, yes, Brazil is a great team. But I think it's easier to win the Copa America than it is to win the Euros. That's what I'm saying. Not trying to take anything away from Messi. I think it's great that he won it. And I enjoyed it just as much as everybody else. But Messi is still the GOAT. Ronaldo is still the GOAT. You can't. There's nothing to say that there can't be two of them. They're both great. And you should be lucky that, you, that you're getting to, to witness and experience that. I know I feel lucky as hell to be alive uh, to witness that. So, um, you know, I'm just rambling at this point. But uh, I think that's all I got for this episode. So um, there's still, you know, CONCACAF Gold Cup still going on. You know, some people don't want to watch it because you got teams like Martinique and Grenada in there. Whatever it, the, the 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 level of, of the football may not be as great as what we've been watching for the last month or whatever, but it's still still worth watching. Canadian national team is really good. Obviously, Mexico is really good. U.S. even though they didn't call up their best team, they still have a really really solid team. Um, U.S. is playing tonight. Uh, let me look really quick and see who it is that they're playing tonight. Uh, so the U.S. tonight, or no, they're not playing tonight. They're playing tomorrow, but they'll be playing Martinique. Tonight we got Trinidad and Tobago versus El Salvador, and then Guatemala versus Mexico. Oh, probably watch both of them. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so enjoy that. There's still plenty of friendlies that are going to be going on. Shout out to Stuttgart for they're going to be playing against Liverpool in a friendly this summer. I don't think we got the dates yet for that, but um, look out for that. Probably won't be able to watch it without pirating it somewhere. Not that I condone that. Don't condone pirating. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's it. So thank you guys for, for sticking with me. It was a rough, uh, rough six weeks, but everything is back. Back in my home studio, back in my normal setup. Um, so I will for sure, for a hundred percent sure, talk to you guys next week. Um, this is episode 85. It's just crazy. Never thought I'd make it to episode 10, let alone 85. Um, thank you guys for sticking with me. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. And you can email me. Um, thank you guys for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Wash your hands. And if you're still wearing a mask, wash your mask. And uh, just be good to each other. All right. Go enjoy some football, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening.